What's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. Today is April 30th, 2021. The time is currently 3.33 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, it's a little early. Well, you know what I'm doing, right? I'm working, 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 working. Well, right now, I guess I'm not working. Always up, late night, burning the midnight oil. Now, I've always been that way since I was a kid. Got me in trouble a lot of times. And uh, I didn't stay up late to do any work, actually. I stayed up late to play video games or watch movies. I just couldn't go sleep. I did all of my sleeping in class during the day. But what can I say? You know, my teachers, I, I couldn't help but sleep in class because, you know, all of my classes were pretty much boring. I went to a private school here in Hawaii, and my God, did we have boring teacher one after the other. And we had school from 7, 7.45 a.m. in the morning all the, all the way to 2.45 a.m. And uh, I just couldn't wait to get out of school. And, uh, you know, you know, my friends in school, they're so smart. They were able to goof off. All of my friends were are extremely smart. I mean, I am on the bottom of the totem pole right here. Uh, if you think I'm smart, I'm sorry. You're really mistaken. I'm really not that smart. I, I kind of moonlight as an intelligent person, but I'm not. Uh, I can I can kind of fake it till I make it, right? But my friends are really intelligent. The ones who I went to school with, um, they they would get 4.0s, even higher than 4.0s because they would take these AP courses. Um, I was ranked, I think, either second to the third last in my school, in my private school. I think there was about 93 kids, you know, um, in our grade. 90, 92, 93, but I would think I was like 90 or something like that. Only a few people were below me and not by much. And uh, I have no idea why I I was that low. Um, I didn't think myself of that stupid. But then, again, no one's really that stupid. I, I just don't think school was for me. I really don't. That's what I think it really is. And it still isn't for me. And even I do all my learning, um, you know, independently, not in this group think setting. And even when I, I guess I was a, a professional writer, uh, that's why I kind of like writing because I could be my own critic. You know, I didn't have to, you know, write in a group. I didn't have to go to all of these writer meetings, even though I, I was part of them, but I would actually be the one helping other aspiring writers or even even professional writers get better at their craft. Uh, but anyway, I have no idea how I got off on that tangent. You know what I really want to talk about today is Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy Giuliani and his Manhattan home being raided. <sighs> Guys, gals, this really, really just bothers the hell out of me. I mean, you know, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, the way I look at Rudy, um, he looks as though, I mean, in my mind, he is a guy who is pretty much a moral, a very moral or righteous person, right? I'm not even saying righteous in the, in the form of a minister or someone who's like a, this Puritan or anything like that, but his type of personality type, he really reminds me of myself where we're just you know, we're all about law and order, order, you know, like even Donald Trump's all about law and order. We have rules that we follow. And um, there are just certain people who are like this, right? You know, the people who, are, you know, the people who take away the keys from the drunk driver, the people who point the finger, the people who are referees in your life and say, hey, you shouldn't be living your life like this. You should be doing this. Now, there's, a not, there's not a lot of people like that in this world, right? There's not a lot of people, right? And um, 
the thing about it is, is that people like me, people like Rudy Giuliani, people like Trump, we don't get many friends. We just don't because nobody likes a whistleblower. Nobody likes having a friend who is a referee. You know, for myself, I don't drink at all. Now, it's not by choice or, you know, by saying that this is the wrong thing to do. I just want to be in control. Yeah, I want to be in control of all of my emotions, all of my decisions, all of the time. So when I go to these parties, and I just went to a friend's party, and I, you know, everyone was just drinking all around me. You know, I can be the sober one to say, hey, you know what? You can't drive. You can't drive. And in fact, I ended up driving, you know, people home that day because, again, I didn't drink. That's just me. And Donald Trump, he's the same way. And Rudy Giuliani, he's the same way. Now, again, we're not all right just all the time you know we do ever you know i guess our we, we do slip up here and there and we're not perfect characters by any means you know one thing that we all are are very argumentative but at the same time you know we don't when the law is established especially law and order right we don't really break the rules like even for example these this mask wearing stuff i'm so against it i am i am like you know animately against it but i don't go out there and you know protest and like the, there's these, these other groups out there with the aloha freedom group where they just get together in huge groups and they don't wear any mask and they basically walk into walmarts over here in hawaii with they don't wear any mask and they tell people you know don't wear a mask don't wear a mask and everything like that i'm not good i don't take part in those things now but all the power to them because i think they're doing something for very courageous me, for myself, my personality type, that's just not me because I like to follow the rules. Even if I don't agree with the rules, you know, I really have to really, really disagree with it 1 million percent and willing to put my reputation on the line, you know, to actually, you know, uh, I guess cross that line to break that rule. If I ever break a rule, you know, in any instance, right? And I do break rules, by the way. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not one to really follow too much of the rules. If I, if I, if there are some rules which I feel like, hey, you know, we'll just break it. Like, for example, the Department of Health, <laughs> they tell us, make sure your couples wear a mask, you know, when they, during the ceremony, make sure your minister, you know, stays six feet away from them and your bride and groom stays six feet away from them. I say, hey, you know what? Screw that. Screw that. That is just stupid. I mean, in that case, I say, hey, you know what? The rules are just dumb because the right thing to do is to break the rules, right? So um, anyway, so here we are, you know, in this day and age where we are seeing the weaponization by the Democrats of our three-letter agencies, the FBI, CIA, including the FAA, by the way, FDA, and the CDC. Why do I include the FAA in there? Well, the 737 MAX and the FAA, you know, the Boeing and the FAA approved the 737 MAX, and when they both knew the FAA and Boeing knew that this airplane was not ready to fly. And that's the FAA weaponizing itself in order to beat Airbus at the game. You know, to beat Airbus at its own game. So Airbus is the competing manufacturer to Boeing. And the FAA helped Boeing get their product, the 737 MAX, out to the market before Airbus did. That's what it, that's what it was. And a lot of people died because of that. So... The FAA sold out a lot of people in America. It sold out a lot of people, the safety of people, you know, for a buck. How do you like that? So anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial and we're going to come back. I want to talk all about this Rudy Giuliani stuff. And we're going to even flash back to, 
<laughs> the Ukrainian scandal that the Bidens are basically part of because we have, we need a refresher lesson on this entire thing, right? So I'm going to cut to commercial. Join me on the other side. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I'm back from the commercial break. I hope you guys are too. Well, I got the creepy music on right now because I just want to tell you that, you know, when you lie, you have to be a really good storyteller. And man, do you have to have a memory like an elephant. Unfortunately, Joe Biden, the liberals, they don't have neither. <laughs> they don't have a good memory and they can't tell a story worth a... Hmm, I can't see it. You know what I mean, though. Worth a beep, all right? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to turn this music down here, get my thoughts together. Oh, that music is great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, you know, when you tell a lie, and politicians, not just Democrats, Republicans tell a lie, too, uh, you have to make sure there are no plot holes or loopholes in your story. You have to make sure you better rewrite that story really, really good because, man, people like me, people like the internet, they can find the internet nowadays are so good at poking holes in stories. Now, here's the one thing. You know, the media love to fact check Trump and they would love to basically point out when, when Trump talks, he's, he's telling lies after lie after lie after lie. The truth is, those fact checks were actually lies because what they were fact checking were basically similes or metaphors. You, who the hell fact checks, fact checks metaphors, right? And, and it's kind of weird because these writers know for a fact they're fact checking metaphors or similes or whatever you want to use it, whatever you want to say they are, right? But they're not, they're not, uh, I guess, uh, I guess rhetoric, you, you, it's not rhetoric you're supposed to take too serious. You take it serious with a grain of salt, and it's the overall, I guess, feeling that you're supposed to, I guess, um, I, I guess, take in. Like, for example, when, again, Trump says, man, there's millions of people here. Millions. I can't tell anyone who's here. There's so many people here. I just want to go into the crowd and kiss and hug every one of you, right? And then, you know, the AP or you know, someone like the New York Times will come back and say, well, there really weren't millions of people there. There was 200,032 people. You know, so, so there weren't million people. Again, another lie from Trump. And he could never kiss and hold everyone there because it would take too long. Another lie from Trump. That's what they do. And they would tack it on. Every single of these, these, these just very intelligent use, uses of rhetoric, which Trump is using to entertain, right? They're basically big fish stories. But, you know, at the, at, at the end of every big fish story, there is some truth to it, right? And we know when, exagger we know when people are exaggerating for an effect. We always exaggerate for comedy, right? We always say, man, I saw this guy and he was like, you know, big as a whale, and of course, he's not big as a whale because whales are really, really big, right? But we say big as a whale as a way to 
you know, paint that picture in your mind. Oh, that guy's really big. But again, New York Times will say, oh, this guy isn't, uh, Steve said he's as big as a whale. Blue whales are 100 feet tall. There's no humans that are 100 feet wide. I think Steve Young is actually uh, telling a lie. Let, let's, uh, he's a liar, compulsive liar. We can actually, you know, chalk that up as a lie. So this is what they do. So when it came to, when it came to Hunter Biden, and all the things like uh, what was going on in Ukraine um, and uh, <laughs> this phone call, which supposedly Donald Trump had had said, uh, I guess, I guess, uh, uh, I guess promised or actually and it was it was a it was called quid pro quo. So it's not blackmail, but it was basically a quid pro quo deal that he had offered the Ukrainian president um, in favors to investigate the Bidens to investigate to to, I guess, acquire um, what did they call that? Uh, negative research or opposition research from the Ukrainian president. And during this phone call, which basically, like, like Trump said, it was a perfect phone call. Um, there was none of that going on. But this is what the media pushed through, that there was this quid pro quo thing going on and everything like that. Adam Schiff actually made up his own, this own phone call. And none of that went on. In fact, the transcripts, there was no quid pro quo. But the truth was, was that Joe Biden during his, uh, his tenure as vice president, had actually engaged in quid pro quo. He actually had called up and told the prime minister, well, you better fire this lawyer, your prosecuting lawyer, who is investigating Burisma, else you're not getting your money. And they said, and the Ukrainian president said, no, you can't do that. That's bribery, right? You can't do that. And he says, well, you, by, by this evening, you better have them, you, you know, he better be fired. And lo and behold, he got fired. And he had that all on video right in front of the press. He's telling the press this. That's quid pro quo to its fullest extent. It's played in front of the, me it played in front of the media. And what does the media say? Uh, I don't think that's quid pro quo. I really don't. <laughs> They're that dumb. They're that dumb. And they have to backtrack, make up a lie and say, on, to explain why it's not quid pro quo. Now, here's the other thing. So... Hunter Biden got this plush job from Burisma, paying him $100,000 a month. I think it's 90. First, they thought it was 20 or $30,000. Then they found it was, I think, closer to $100,000, maybe a little bit more, $100,000 a month to sit on the board of a direct board of Burisma, an energy company, a Ukrainian energy company. And why was he appointed to that position? Well, he even admitted, well, it's because of his last name. So what did he do there? Absolutely nothing. Why would they appoint someone on the board for absolutely no reason? Absolutely no reason, right? There should be something there. Of course, Joe Biden said, well, there's nothing there. That's a Russian conspiracy theory. Well, why was he there, Joe? Oh, because it's a Russian conspiracy theory. No, he was actually there, Joe. Well, why was he there again? Oh, stop talking. That's a Russian conspiracy. And the media just said, it's a Russian conspiracy. And that's all they ever said. And the stupid Democrats just bought it hook, line, and sinker, and they echoed it over and over and over again until that became their truth, their religion, until this very day, you talk to a Democrat, they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear that Hunter Biden got paid $100,000 a day, I mean, not a day, a month, for a couple of years, I think it's either two or three years, one of, one of them, and, and basically... For nothing. He does not know anything about energy. 
He doesn't even speak Russian, right? He never even went to a board meeting and he got paid 100K or 20, 30K. I'm not sure, but it's still a lot of money. Does that make any sense to you? Now, why would someone pay that money? Why would someone do that? Now, on top of that, Joe Biden says he doesn't even know what his sons, you know, these people in Burisma, didn't even know any of them at all, none whatsoever. And there's a picture of all of them playing golf. So there's actually people on the Burisma board playing golf with, with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Another lie. But then again, the AP brushed it all under the rug. So what does, what does Trump do? He actually gets his own guy, Rudy Giuliani, his own lawyer, for him to go in there and investigate this whole thing because the FBI won't do it. The CIA won't do it. Nobody would do it, right? You can't trust those guys because the FBI already tried to set up, well, they already did at that time, Mike Flynn. You know, they're, they're setting up uh, Roger Stone. They're setting up everyone. They were going after, and they were trying to impeach Donald Trump for, on a lie. First, they tried to impeach him on, first they tried to impeach him on the, the phony Russia collusion thing. Then they tried to impeach him, impeach him on this Ukrainian thing. And then they tried to impeach him again, what they did, right? They impeached him again on the stupid insurrection thing. All phony, phony, phony. All lies. All lies. Now, you better not believe any of these lies, right? You really better not be, you better not believe these, any of these lies because why? You're smarter than that. There's plot holes galore, and I'm not, I'm not going to go into each one of them, but if you just look, you'll find them. You'll find them. So anyway, I'm going to read this article really quick from the AP, and then I'll, go, I'll comment on it right after, okay? So federal agents raided Rudy Giuliani's Manhattan home and office Wednesday, seizing computers and cell phones in a major escalation of the Justice Department's investigation into the business dealings of former President Donald Trump's personal lawyer. Giuliani, the 76-year-old former New York City mayor, once celebrated for his leadership after 9-11, has been under federal scrutiny for years over his ties to Ukraine. What ties to Ukraine? He has none. He has absolutely none. The dual searches sent the strongest signal yet that he could eventually face federal charges. What are the charges? Agents searched Giuliani's Madison Avenue apartment and Park Avenue office. People familiar with the investigation told the Associated Press the warrants, which required approval from the top levels of the Justice Department, signify that prosecutors believe they have probable cause that Giuliani committed a federal crime, though they do, they, though they do not guarantee that charges will materialize. What the hell? <laughs> a third search warrant was served on a phone belonging to Washington lawyer Victoria Tonsing, 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 whatever, a formal federal prosecutor and close ally of Giuliani and Trump. Her law firm issued a statement saying she was informed that she is not a target of the investigation. The full scope of the investigation is unclear, but it at least partly involves Giuliani's dealings in Ukraine, law enforcement officials have told the AP. What, is, what dealings did Giuliani have in Ukraine? None whatsoever. All he was doing was investigating Hunter Biden's dealings in Ukraine. Hunter Biden it was the one who was making the bad deals in Ukraine. Joe Biden was the one who was making bad deals in Ukraine. <laughs> you, you know, they were doing the quid pro quo. And by the way, the FBI concluded 
concluded their investigation on Hunter Biden saying that Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. You know, he did absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong. It was problematic, but not wrong. I swear we have two different forms of justice in America. Hillary Clinton had a private server. She had, she had top secret information on her private server, which was stored in some guy's basement over there in DC. All right. It wasn't secured whatsoever. <laughs> she got off on, on nothing. No, nothing was pressed against her. No charges were pressed against her, according to Jim Comey. Nothing. Now, a kid takes a selfie of him in a, in a submarine next to a nuclear reactor. He doesn't mean to do anything bad, and he sends it to his father or his parents, and he gets thrown in the slammer. Donald Trump did pardon him, by the way. But <laughs> what, you know, that kid didn't do anything, you know, even though he did break the law, okay, that's real clear. He did, he, he did break the law, but he didn't do it on purpose. That was the same excuse that Jim, Jim's Com, James Comey, James or Jim, James Comey gave to the public and said that, well, Hillary Clinton didn't really mean to break the law, even though she did. So it did, she didn't show intent. Well, that other kid didn't show intent either, but he got sent to jail. His name, unfortunately, does not end in Clinton. What in the world is the DOJ doing investigating Giuliani? Right now, <laughs> they are in possession of Hunter Biden's laptop. On that laptop, there are many deals of Joe Biden making deals with the Russians and the Chinese and everything like that. And the FBI is doing absolutely, absolutely nothing. Nothing whatsoever. There are witnesses who had come forward, people who have actually done business with Joe Biden and Giuliani coming out to say, hey, you know what? These guys are really, really corrupt. What does the FBI do? Absolutely nothing. Isn't it frustrating? Isn't it really, really frustrating? You know, this is why something like Q exists. Now, I'm not a believer in Q. I think Q is some like... <laughs> I think Q is some like very intelligent kid who is playing a game on conservatives, all right? Just to be really, really completely honest, right? And I think a lot of um, his followers need to really, really double check his, check what he's saying, again, because there's a lot of plot holes in what he's saying, and he's just driving you down the wrong road. With that being said, the reason why people believe in Q is because they don't trust the FBI, CIA, or any of the other three-letter organizations, I mean, here we have the CDC and FDA coming out and telling us all different types of things about COVID. And they're keeping information from us left and right. The, the CDC came out today and told us that menthol is racist. Menthol cigarettes are racist. They're playing the race card. Can you believe that? The FDA tells us, well, the vaccines are safe. And then all of a sudden, they halt the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And then they, then they actually release it back and they say, well, you know, it's only one person who, act, one girl who actually died. So it still should be safe for the masses. But yeah, you know, watch yourself. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. 
You know, they still have not yet gotten to the ground floor of that investigation on what type of people would most likely die from the Johnson & Johnson vax, right? What type of person would actually die from it? They didn't get to the bottom of it. They'll just say, well, the odds are in favor that you won't. I mean, that's basically what they said. That doesn't, that doesn't work for me. You know, the FBI went after, <laughs> went after Mike Flynn. They set him up in a perjury trap. They can do that to any one of us. Could you imagine that? They could do that to any one of us. Oh, I forgot to say, the IRS was also weaponized by Obama. And I'll get this. Now get this, under the Democrats, the FBI, CIA, IRS, FAA, FDA, and the CDC are being weaponized against conservatives, against America. And that's why a lot of people just can't trust them. I don't trust them at all. I really, really don't. You know, when, they come, when the CDC comes out and says that, well, you know, AIDS is not really uh, primarily a gay disease um, for homosexuals, well, it actually is. You know, it actually is. I have a friend who's actually gay who is infected with full-blown AIDS. And uh, I had to learn that from him. And I told him, oh, see, you know, AIDS, AIDS affects everyone. He says, no, Steve, it primarily affects homosexuals. And uh, he can tell you that, you know, when you look at the gay website, the gay, dating, the gay um, dating website, he says, we are the only ones out there who actually says that, you know, we have a category for gays with disease and gays without disease. We're the only ones out there because we know ourselves that we are, you know, highly more susceptible to have to getting AIDS. Now, here's the other thing: with the CDC and the NIH, these two got these are the two organizations were pushing to get vaccines for AIDS for all this time for the longest time. Fauci did that for the longest time. Well, what do you know? <laughs> AIDS nowadays can be treated. There's no vaccine for AIDS, by the way. But there is a treatment for it, and the treatment which is so good that people like Charlie Sheen can basically run around and have unprotected sex and still not give AIDS to their partner. How do you like that? So treatments are very, very effective you know, more than the vaccine. And right now, the FDA and the CDC know for a fact that hydroxychloroquine is a very effective drug to battle COVID, yet they still won't approve it to, I guess, fight COVID because they want people to get a vaccine. That is, that, that I think is just crazy. Um, you know, I've had friends before who got COVID. Um, they were kind of on the downhill slope. As soon as they took hydroxychloroquine and zinc, um, they got better right away. It was almost like overnight. They said, wow, this, this thing, it, it saved my life. So many people I know are just, you know, are just testifying to me saying that, wow, Steve, this really, really worked. Now, what do they say? Now, what does Fauci say? He says, well, it's very much anecdotal evidence, right? But, but then again, so is the vaccine. The vaccine's evidence that it is safe is very much anecdotal. In fact, everything from the FBI, CIA, and, or anything the FAA puts out, or F FDA, and the CDC, and the IRS, their arguments are all anecdotal. They're all other arguments. You know, for example, when the IRS, you know, took away the nonprofit status of a lot of conservative groups, their argument was very anecdotal. That's why they, they got sued. Remember that lady, Lewis Lerner? I'm not sure if you remember her, but she pled the fifth every single time they asked her every single question. By the way, she still holds her job. You can't fire her. That's how bad it is. So what's going to happen to Giuliani? I mean, really, you know, here's the one thing that's really funny. 
They didn't take the hard drives from the laptop from hell. Rudy Giuliani tried to hand it to him and says, here, take the hard drives. These hard drives have the information you need. And they would not touch it. They absolutely would not touch it. Now, when Giuliani, what did, what did Giuliani go to, what did Giuliani go to um, Ukraine for? He went there to find the full story onto like what happened or I guess what happened between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Burisma, and all of the back, backdoor deals, you know, that happened over there in Ukraine. He went there and he interviewed a lot of people out there whose, whose names popped up in a lot of these, these AP articles or, you know, all these news articles all over the place. And they got interviewed um, on camera on OAN. And uh, they laid out everything in a very coherent, I guess, a very coherent um, timeline. And uh, Giuliani, he questioned them, and so did uh, um, some people from OAN, and they told their story. Now, they, they said that they were willing to come to America to testify in front of Congress to tell the story, but they couldn't because they would, could not get their visas to come inside there. They were actually being blocked. And even Trump tried to get them in, but their visas were still getting blocked. Something is going on here, people. Something is going on. You know, the Democrats never played clean from the beginning. From the day that Trump got into office, they tried to get him out. They tried to impeach him three times. No, well, they did impeach him. Was it tw twice? They, they tried to impeach him three times. They got away with it twice. The first time they couldn't impeach him because, well, <laughs> their investigation, in, I guess regarding Russia collusion, didn't yield any results. So they, then they said, well, shoot, we spent two years investigating Trump on Russia collusion, lying to the public, we're going to try this Ukrainian phone call thing, and that ended up being false, right? This whole thing ended up being false because they tried to impeach him on quid pro quo, which actually is completely false because you can't really impeach a president on quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, by the way, is not illegal. That's the way America does, you know, jobs. I mean, that's the way America does business. You know, they'll say they'll give you this money, if you, you know, allow us to have a base here, we'll give this money if you take back your, your illegal immigrants, right? A lot of things are quid pro quo. So it's not exactly illegal to do, all right? You know, we're not giving away money because, uh, you know, we're not giving away money because we're being good Samaritans a lot of times. We're saying, hey, you know what? We want to put another base here. You know, we want you to have stronger borders here. We want us, you know, give, we want you to like in increase this, you know, you know, funding to, to this, this uh, organization here. Or, you know, we want, we want to basically, you know, have peace with you instead of you know, bomb you folks all the time. So here's some money. You know, there's always quid pro quo with the money that we give to these foreign countries. That's not something that's actually illegal. So what Joe Biden had actually done was not actually illegal, but they ended up impeaching Trump for something like quid pro quo. <laughs> I just find that funny. The second time they impeached him, they impeached him on the quote-unquote insurrection thing, which really didn't even go through an investigation, right? The first time they tried to impeach him, let's not forget, the first time they tried to impeach Trump, they went through a two- to three-year investigation to investigate Russia collusion, right? The, the phony dossier and everything, what's, and everything like that, we, they found it was all phony, but we spent three years of our life listening to this whole phony narrative to have nothing at the end. They were running out of time and they wanted, they knew for a fact that, you know, whoever they run as a Democrat will most likely lose. So they tried to kick him out of office using the Ukrainian quid pro quo deal. That failed. And then 
all of a sudden COVID happened and they used COVID to their advantage. And they used COVID as an example to say, hey, you know what? You need mail-in balloting. You know, they, they need, you know, this is the reason why Joe Biden can't go out there and campaign because of COVID. They knew for, they knew for a fact that if Joe Biden went out there and campaigned, you know, America would have turned on him. They, they really would have. He barely survived his own party's nomination. Barely survived. Bernie Sanders was very, very close to winning that. Let's not forget about that. And Kamala Harris, she dropped out even before they even started counting delegates. What can I say? You know, this, the Democrat Party. Now, here's, here's one thing which I'm, okay. You know where they, they say there's smoke, there's fire. Well, there's something going on here because I really don't believe, I really don't believe Joe Biden won, uh, I guess, the election at all. I really don't. Here's the president who got more votes than any other American in history, 80 million votes, 80 million. Yet he only got 27 million. In fact, it's 26.9 million people who watched his, his uh, state of the union, his quote unquote state of the union address. It's not really a state of the union address because it's his first year. But why don't we just call it for that, right? This is when he addressed Congress, only 27 million, 26.9 million people actually watched it. And that's counting people on YouTube and, and the other video streams. And if you don't count that, like the other, um, the other counts, the other, um, the other presidents didn't count that, then Joe Biden would have around 20 million people who watched him. Now, Barack Obama, if you count all of his, uh, his entire crowd, like YouTube crowd and, and streaming crowd, plus the, um, uh, I guess the live, the live audience, it came up to around 70 million people one, at one point. And then Trump came up, came up at around, I think, 50 or 60 million people, if you count YouTube and streaming services and, and so forth, right? Um, Joe Biden, 27 million people. <laughs> this is the most popular person in, like, in America, his, American history as a president. 80 million votes. Now, on top of that, if, if more people thought like Joe Biden and Black Lives Matter, why is, why is it that the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, and basically any other like woke type of sport out there, their ratings are just plummeting? And even not even just the, the, the woke sports, we're talking like even the Oscars. You know, the Oscars have gotten really woke. The Grammys have gotten really woke. And people are just saying, hey, you know what? We're not watching this. Nobody watched the Oscars. Nobody watched, nobody watched baseball. Nobody watches NBA, you know? And this is basically America. Now, what is Joe Biden and his entire staff, his entire party? They're all about wokeness, being woke. Black Lives Matter taking a knee, you know, raising a fist and doing all those things, right? And, we're so, and if he got 80 million people voting for him, wouldn't they also be watching the NBA? Uh, wouldn't they be watching his, like, you know, his speech during a pandemic? I mean, this would be the most important speech of all time because this is the president who is speaking, who will lead us in a new direction to build back better by this pandemic. The 80 million, 80 million people should be watching. But he didn't even get 33% of his own people who voted for him. I don't understand that. You know, it, it's just so weird. Donald Trump, 65 million people voted him for him for the first time. 65, 64 million or something like that, right? Well, he got 70 million people watching, if you count YouTube and everything, right? 
You know, I think people watching him live was about, I think, 50 million or 60 million or something like that. Then it was like, you know, 70-something million when you, you count YouTube. <sighs> I don't understand it. You know? Movies, too. Star Wars. It gets woke. No one watches it. Right? You, fi you fire um, um, Gina Carano. Everyone gets rid of their Disney Plus, uh, what do you call, like, uh, subscription. A lot. Not just a little. A lot. And all of those people got rid of um, their, their, their subscription because they thought Gina Carano was being prosecuted unfairly for her conservative views. You know, it, it's crazy. All of those people are Trump supporters. All the people boycotting the NFL, Oscars, the Grammys, everything like this, they're all Trump supporters. The people who aren't watching Biden, they're all Trump supporters. Yet apparently that big crowd there, which is huge, right, is, is supposedly the minority. If we were the minority, then the NFL, then all these other like, things would be, it wouldn't matter. It really wouldn't matter. Then, you know, if, we were the, if, if the Trump supporters were the minority, then the NFL would still have great ratings. The, NA, the, um, the NBA would still have great ratings. The MLB would still have great ratings. The Grammys would still have great ratings. The Oscars would still have great ratings, and so forth. Where's there smoke, there's fire. <laughs> Joe Biden did not get 80 million votes. There's no way. Absolutely, absolutely no way. And this country is not as woke as people think it is. We're not that country. And I really feel, I mean, do you really believe that the Democrats actually played it clean during this election? I mean, do you? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, they played dirty. They tried to, well, again, they weaponized the F FBI, the CIA. But they played dirty with the impeachment scandals. They played dirty with COVID. You know what's really funny is that when you ask Joe Biden and his team, you know, how they won this election, and they even bragged about it. Well, they sent, instead of actually sending Joe Biden to all of these swing states, they sent lawyers to all of these swing states to make sure they could do a couple things. Number one, that they could actually have mail-in ballot, mail ballots uh, counted after, after the real votes, were the in-person votes were counted. Was, they said it was very important that would happen. Why? They don't know. Now, every single county where they had mail-in ballots counted after the in-person votes, right, Joe Biden won those. And he won those, in, I guess, in the days after the election, right, in the days after. They all won in the same type of way. That basically that they were allowed to find votes. Find votes every... So when Joe Biden was losing, they, would actually, they were actually able to find votes for every single day until Joe Biden got enough votes to win. It didn't make any sense. So for, but for all of, the, all of the states which followed the regular rules, <laughs> the chips fell where they were supposed to. You know, Trump won in all of those single states, right? He won in Florida. He won in Texas. He won in all of the big states. He won, he won in Ohio. He won in Iowa. He won in all of these other states. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden won basically through mail-in ballots that were counted after the election ended on that day. <laughs> and again, what they're arguing right now, what the Democrats are arguing right now, what they want to do is to have automatic, I think um, they want automatic voter registration. That means when anybody turns 18 years old, 
their name is automatically registered to vote. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to get a ballot. It means their name is automatically registered to vote. Then on top of that, they're arguing for no voter ID and no signature verification because those things are racist, according to them. You know, how dare we actually verify the signature on the ballot matches their signature in real life? How dare we ask that they actually verify their ID because that's actually unheard of. That's actually racist, according to the Democrats. Another plot hole, right? That, that is a huge plot hole because it's not racist. We know for a fact that blacks and minorities and people like myself who are also a minority, we all have IDs. Huge plot hole right there. But they keep playing that card as though we're idiots. So what's going to happen? Oh, and they're also, also arguing for permanent mail-in balloting voting and to also count those votes after in-person voting. Not before, after. It has to be after. So, for example, if I run for office and I'm winning all of a sudden, well, they're going to stop the vote and we're going to count the mail-in ballots votes. And, of course, they're going to keep counting until they find enough votes. Now, how dare you actually put those ballots in, in another room and you count it beforehand. And actually, you count it before the actual in-ballot vote, uh, in-person votes. If you do it that way, they can't cheat. They can't find votes. And that's why they don't want it there. How dare you verify that those, the ID of those voters? How dare you verify the signature of those voters? How dare you? But in every single place that Joe Biden won, signature voting was not verified. No, no verification for signatures and no voter ID. Mail-in ballots were counted after the, the real in-person ballots. What do you know? Right? And we're supposed to think that the Democrats want to play clean. They say, oh, they're doing this for voter integrity. Another plot hole. You know, when you can actually see how much, how easy it would be to actually, you know, you know, I guess stuff a ballot box. It's horrible. It's completely horrible. Anyway, people, this is it for my podcast for today. Um, I just hope that Giuliani, you know, nothing happens to him because this guy is a good dude. He has his own podcast, by the way, which I do listen to. Um, I think it's called Giuliani's Common Sense. Um, I think he may be talking about this, but he podcasts very often. Um, and he does a really good job. If you listen to him, you, you know, you get a really new insight on life, actually. You know, he tells you the way things are. And... Uh, you know, he tells you this is right or this is wrong from his perspective. And he's very clear. He's a very good storyteller. So I hope you can listen to it. All right, people, I'm out of here. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.